welcome back to Pal Comics, or if you're new here, welcome to Pal Comics. This is a podcast where we do anything related to superheroes. Uh, recently, we've been doing D and D campaigns set in an Elseworld storyline, so in our own version of the DC universe. Um, some things that we're thinking about before this episode truly uh, starts. We're thinking about doing a tutorial um, video on how our homebrew um, role-playing game works. The mechanics is a very simple game. It's a simplified versions of mutants and masterminds, but it's not a lot like that. So, but if we ever do the video, you'll see. You don't need to know the mechanics to understand what's going on. And we're also thinking about doing history videos, like lore videos of the universe we've created through the D and D things. Uh, that will like go over all the main events that happen in this universe. So if you're like a comic book fan like we are, it might be interesting because we do different versions of famous characters, as you'll discover in the rest of this episode. So this is a solo D&D campaign using a GM emulator, a DM emulator. Um, so yeah, I saw a video of someone doing it on YouTube and it looked quite fun, so I'm going to give it a go. And the storyline will be very loosely adapting because anything can happen in this. I don't even know what's going to happen, and it's weird for me because I'm normally I'm normally the DM in this stuff. But um, this is going to be based in Batman's Year One, and it's kind of going to be the story on um, how we create that. Um, so yeah, how he becomes the Batman. Um, I believe that's everything I wanted to say. So without any further ado, we'll get straight into the game. I'm really looking forward to this. The back door to the Monarch Theatre creaks open as Gotham's biggest crime lord steps out with his family by his side. As they walk along the concrete floor, littered with rubbish, a masked man drops in front of them, presumably from the rooftops. Uh, Thomas reacts by uh, unholstering his revolver and pointing it at the silhouette in front of him. Yeah, you're here to kill me, aren't you? Thomas mutters. His voice shakes with fright. There's a silence as Martha attempts to hide Bruce behind her as the two men stare at each other. Then the man launches himself at Thomas as they struggle to gain possession of the revolver. However, there's a sudden gunshot that echoes through the night. Then too, as Martha's screams are suddenly silenced. Bruce drops to his knees next to his parents, no longer able to stand. He looks at his hands that are now stained with the blood, the crimson blood that was his, that originated from his parents. The sound of pearls scatter across the floor as it locks Bruce's attention. The man seems to have attempted to pull Martha's necklace off. He also grabbed Thomas's wallet. Your family line is one of corruption and fear. Gotham thirsts for their blood. However, you can break your heritage. We can help you, train you, to become fear. And the man holds out his hand to Bruce. So as you can see, Bruce's origin story is <laughs> a lot different to Prime Earth in the DC Universe. So Bruce is uh, abducted into the uh, League of Assassins, League of Shadows. 
Um, so his parents are killed in assassination and he is taken. As it turns out that um, Ra's al Ghul needs to be resurrected in the Lazarus pit and the only way to do that is with the blood of a recently orphaned child that will turn the Lazarus pit into a, a reviving tank basically. Um, and he brews trains with the League of Assassins, becomes one of them, until he's 18. It's unclear what happened around that time, but it's believed that he killed the majority of the League of, uh, League of Shadows by himself. Killed them. Um, after killing so many people, he vowed to never kill again as he doesn't want to be the monster that they've turned him into, the one that steals little boy's parents from them. So where this campaign is going to take off is a month or so after these events, before Batman is created. We look at how Bruce first tackles his war on crime and how he develops as a character, um, becoming the famous Batman. So, for for the time, obviously, this is Batman Year One. So Gotham is very corrupt. It's an awful city. Uh, the majority of the police are owned by Carmine Falcone, as who's a huge mob boss, kind of taking Thomas's place after he died. Um, there's another big crime boss <clears throat> called uh, Moroni, um, who runs the more south areas of Gotham and the, those districts that are filled with nightclubs and bars. So Bruce is not Batman yet so he's just a guy trying to attack crime. Now I'm obviously going to be playing Bruce so I need to think about how this will work and how I'm going to. So with the GM emulator how that works is um, I roll a d100 and it will see what happens in each scene. So one minute I one minute I could be like confronting bad guys or something as Batman and then one of them suddenly I don't know explodes he has like a bomb vest on or something and I'd have to react to that like loads of stuff can happen that I won't anticipate although I'm playing Batman so I need to anticipate a lot um, but yeah we'll, we'll see how this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting for me hopefully fun for you um, but yeah, this is also a very low-tech Batman as well. He doesn't have fancy gear and stuff. He has a bat rope, some batarangs, and some other gadgets that are like iconic to the character. He only has a, a car as well, the Batmobile in quotation marks, but it's more just a black sports car. It doesn't really, it's not bulletproof, it doesn't have any features or anything. So yeah, we'll open up with scene one, I guess. Alright, so, scene one, picture Gotham Merchant Bank, a huge bank in the Diamond District, uh, Moroni's territory. Now Gotham's been like, obviously it's a corrupt city, a lot of crime, as you all know from Primer. However, there's a group that's kind of made a big impact, impact on the crime community recently in the upcoming months, the Red Hood Gang. A gang of outlaws that wear red hoods and steal money from stores and banks. This seems to be their biggest heist yet. Um, and they're robbing this bank, Gotham Merchants Bank. So they 
kick the door down. Um, one of them does the cliche, this is a robbery, as he fires his Tommy gun into the air. Uh, people scream, they duck down, get their heads down, as uh, these goons flood the room. Yeah. So, how the GM emulator works is you set up a scene, like I've done now, this is the first scene, and now, if I get up my... If I actually get up the GM emulator, that would be helpful. Um, I will be able to figure out what happens. So first I need to roll to see if the scene changes. So something should happen. I should introduce things, so I'll carry on a little bit before I do that. So um, one one of the uh, gang members, it's hard to tell who these are, they're all wearing masks and they kind of look identical. One of the Red Hood members goes, Take the hostages into the back room. Guard them. We don't want the police to be able to target them easily, be able to see them. We want to keep them in our deck. Put them in the back room. Kill them when we tell you to kill them. You got that? And I was like, yeah, sure boss, sure. As he grabs a group of the hostages, tells them, get in the room, go. As they go past the banking area and into this uh, office kind of area at the back, as he shuts up behind him. Uh, however, unknown, if that's the right word, the bad guy that's now in this room with these hostages doesn't know is that one of the hostage hostages is actually Bruce Wayne in disguise. Bruce Wayne has been tracking the gang um, for a while. And he's realised he worked out there's this plan to steal from Gotham Merchants Bank, and he's infiltrated. Um, well, not really infiltrated. He's a turned up in a disguise, so no one can recognise him. As Bruce Wayne is very famous, um, I must say. Um, but he's snuck his way in, and let's see what happens. So at this point, I think it's safe to roll to see if anything else happens before I plan, because I think. There's only one guard in this room, so I want to take him out. Uh, maybe disguise myself as him, because he's wearing a red hood thing. But anyway, before I go into what I'm going to do, let's let's open up the thing and see if anything changes. Alright, I rolled a 7, and my chaos factor is 5, so... If it was below five, then that would be alright, but it's not, so nothing changes. That's how the scene is. Everything's good. So, there's this one guard in the room. He has a Tommy gun, probably called than so, because I stated that earlier. So I'm just going to punch him, I guess. Uh, I'm going to take him by surprise and punch him. So you don't uh, suspect me. Um, so I get the first hit. So... Who's this guy? So he would be a goon. So if I go into the main player manual and look at goon, that's what it would be, right? It'll probably come up with a different weapon, but that'll be fine. Sporting characters, book, criminal. Let's go thug, because they're probably easier as well. Because we want to start off lightly, we don't want everything to go wrong in the first scene. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's roll. So I'm going to roll my unarmed attack, 
as uh, Bruce Wayne. That is um, unarmed plus 20, and I rolled a critical 20. So I rolled a crit anyway, so it goes past this thing. I won't punch this guy. First dice roll. First dice roll, I got a crit 20. That's that's how you know it's going to be a good game. Um, so yeah, Bruce like just stands up and just one punches this thug onto the floor as he drops this thing. Um, yeah, I guess I can attempt to put his clothes on. Uh, all the other, to all the other people, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to turn to the other hostages and like put my finger on my lips to like go shh kind of thing, but I don't actually say anything. Just a gesture for them to keep quiet. And then I'm going to unchange <laughs> in front of them and get changed in this guy's stuff. So the Red Hood gang wear red hoods, like these red masks with like eye holes. Um, so it will be hard for them to distinguish. So I'm going to get into their clothes. Now, with the GM emulator, I ask the fate chart questions and I say like, is this likely or unlikely? And then that determines why I have to roll to get a yes from it. So I'm thinking that I'm in this room, there's they've left one guard in, surely they would send some other guard to come in. So let's see. So I don't I wouldn't have made a noise, because I would have been super stealthy. I was trained by ninjas after all. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that in my life, but here we are. Um so yeah, let's go roll on the trade. So I'm gonna say it's uh oh chaos ranked thing. I'm gonna say it's likely and it's a yes 44 so someone else does come in is it just one guard I'd say that's likely as well it is is yes a definite yes so it's just one guard no one else and I'm gonna give it 50 50 does he does he enter this room while I'm getting changed or after I've Dawn this outfit in disguise. So let's see. So 50, 50, 60, no, 38, yes. So he comes in after I've got changed. No, I, I said, does he come in as I'm getting changed? What means he comes in as I'm getting changed? Oh crap. Okay. Um, obviously, he's going to see me. And the first thing I'm going to think is I'm going to have to roll initiative here. Because this is, there's no way this is not going to end in a combat encounter. So my initiative is plus 11. Oh, I rolled a 2, that's not good. So I've got plus 14, so I've, well, I've got 14. The guy can't have great initiative, right? Because he's just a thug. Let's have a look. Initiative plus 1, and he rolled a 5, so that's 6. I, I still managed to get the upper hand. Uh, I'm unarmed again. I do have this weapon. Uh... Unarmed. Oh, let's see. I'm just going to punch him. Let's hope. <laughs> if all else fails, should punch him. Alright, that looks good on the dice. So that's 14 plus 20, so that's 34. Um, what's the defense? So it's not a crit, but I've already got a crit. Uh, today, so I'm happy if I never get a crit again for the rest of this episode. Um, his defense, so that'll be parry, and that's 12. So, ah, easy, easy, easy hit. These guys don't have good defense at all, and Batman's an expert in hand to hand combat, so hopefully they won't pose any problems to me. But yes, so I managed to land a hit, 
Now he has a chance of soaking up that damage if he rolls in his toughness because how this system works is we all have three hearts, three HP, but our toughness can get damaged and stuff, so we're not as tough. So he needs to roll below three, which he doesn't. So yeah, I knock him out. So I'm going to say like, I'm like putting these trousers on. The guy walks in, opens the door, and uh, thinking quickly, Bruce just jumps on him. It gets him in like a lock position, uh, arm lock, and chokes the guy out. Um, I'm going to roll my stealth to see if anyone actually hears like me take this guy out. So that's stealth plus 20. Um, I would say that it's, uh, it's going to be a challenging throw. Which, if I roll... 11 plus 20, 31. Yeah, that's cool. Alright, Batman's super stealthy, so hopefully we'll never have problems being sneaky. But yeah, I take this guy out and no one seems to notice. And I have... <laughs> now I have two sets of clothes, so if one bit doesn't fit me, maybe the other guys will. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that's... Uh, so I'm going to finish getting chained. I'm not going to roll to see if anyone else comes in. Because if I keep doing that, then it's, uh, this scene could last forever where I'm just trying to get changed and people keep intruding. But I'm changing this guy, I'm going to step out of the room. And yeah, so these guys are robbing the bank, so they've got all this in the centre of the room. In fact, I've sassed the fate chart. Uh, is the is the centre point of the bank where they're like hoarding the money? So they're getting the money from the vault or something, because banks and comics have money in the vault um, and they're just like putting these piles of money in the middle where like some sort of getaway vehicle um, will be outside so let's see yeah that's a 10 so that's a that's the yes I'll give it 50 50 so that means it's is that a definite yes it is it's an exceptional yes so what could that mean? So not only are they hoarding it, I would say that everything else going on is happening in this room. There's no one else operating in any other room in the bank. All the bad guys are in this room, all the hostages are in this room, everything's taking place in this room. How many how many bad guys are there overall? So how do you take? We'll say that there overall there could have been ten. So I'm gonna roll a D ten and then subtract two. Six. <laughs> so they brought six guys to rob bank. There's only four left. Um, are the police here yet? Do you think? Let's say that's likely. In the fate chart. Uh, Sixty-eight. No, the police haven't arrived yet. It is possible that the Red Hood gang have paid the police off. Um, one thing we should learn. It was stupid of me to ask. Of course the police wouldn't be here. You can't trust GCPD in Gotham. Um, that's why I'm here. Why Bruce is here. So, let's see if they notice me first. So I'm going to say that I'm going to use my... It's not really stealth, is it? Disguising, hiding in plain sight, maybe? Yeah, I'll, I'll do it to stealth, because then it's something I can control. Um, 
so yeah let's roll to see oh god please 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 work <laughs> this will be really bad if they all just notice me and they start shooting at me I should be able to take them to be fair they seem quite easy but I want to play that I want to be good I want to play this nice they've got hostages and they could get injured so I want, to, I want this to be smooth as possible so I roll 18 plus 20 38 yeah they don't notice me so I'm wearing the red hood uniform and none of them seem to notice me um, you know what what if I don't thwart this bank what if I don't stop the bank robbery what if I like make sure they don't harm any of the civilians we do take the money the mo money's dirty anyway I'm rich I don't need it but this could be a good opportunity to infiltrate their gang at this point I pretend to be this other gang member. I wonder how well they know each other. Do you think they'll notice? Surely they'll notice. that They seem quite organised. I, I don't know because it would be a fate chart but I can't ask the fate chart yet because there's no way Bruce would know this at this point. So I can only speculate. But um, save the civilians. Stop the bank. Screw it, I've got this gun on me. I'm never going to shoot it because Bruce does not like guns or any firearms. Unless it shoots a grappling line, I guess, but or kryptonite. But no ballistics. So, I guess, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just partake. Um, I'm going to take a risk, actually. I'm going to talk to one of them. If they notice something's off, that I can just beat these guys up here. I'd rather have a straight fight. What's <laughs> not? Do I? Yeah. And if they don't recognize that this isn't the guy that they came in with from my voice, then my chances of infiltration are a lot higher, and then I'll stick to infiltrating the gang. So let's see. So I'm going to talk to. I'm going to talk to one of them. I'm going to be like, "Oh, Bruce Sound. I'm going to do the voice from Year One, the animated movie." As in, attempt to do that voice. The hostages in the back are secure. I checked the... Uh, I checked to make sure. Bruce says, in disguise, to one of the Red Hood, Red Hood gang members. Now, let's see. I'm going to leave this one to the fate chart. How likely do you think they'll recognise that that's not the person that came in? I'm going to say it's very likely they'll recognize that this is not the guy or I'm gonna say likely I'm gonna say likely 99 Jesus it's an exceptional no so they do not recognize this is so they do not recognize Bruce whatsoever and the exceptional bit so not just no there's more to it I'm going to say that they didn't actually know who that guy was. So, for future reference, I can just create this own persona in infiltrating the gang. And I don't have to worry about, like, that stuff. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to say that one of them uh, this time, like, calls over. Uh, this huge, like truck appears outside this like pickup truck and one of them's like alright grab the money stash it in the truck 
you two watch over the hostages, pointing to two other people, but it looks like I, as Bruce Wayne, have been assigned to pick up the money bags, which I do. So I help the gang load the money into this truck. Are the police anywhere in sight? I'm going to say, because we've kind of established that they probably paid them, up, paid them off, I'm going to say it's somewhat unlikely. Um, so let's roll. Just, it's just not. So they're not here. Um, but I'm going to say that we can hear sirens. Because it was like just so close to being it. So we can hear si sirens from the very distance. Now, that may mean the police are incoming. Or, that might mean that um, that's something else in Gotham's happening. I mean, there's always police sirens in Gotham. But, um,. Yeah, so we load them up. There's no interference from any uh, law enforcement. And uh, yeah, do we get away? I presume, yeah, we, we leg it. Are any of the civilians, is one of the civilians going to try and stand up to the thug? I'm going to say that's 50-50. Is, is one of the civilians being held hostage going to actually stand up and go actually, you know, stand up against them, maybe try and punch one of them? 64 so no it won't no none of the no civilian um stands up to one of the red hood gang members and i exit the bank with the gang in a pickup truck full of money that we've stole and somehow i've gone from hostage to a member of the gang that they don't even suspect and that's that where we're going to conclude scene one <laughs> so i've got to edit the character sheet um that was amazing how that played out so at the end of everything I need to add um, what we're doing so did I meet any characters no because I've not identified any people um, I don't have any story thread yet so what's what's my goal here I guess stop the Red Hood again in Gotham um, so my chaos factor. So chaos factor is how likely things will go wrong in the episode, whether something bizarre happens out of nowhere, like turns out there are bombs or something, and how you, the chaos factor goes up if you think you were in control of the scene. If you don't think you are in control of the scene, it goes down. I think it's pretty safe to say that I was very in control of that. I managed to knock someone out infiltrate the gang. So I'm going to bump that up to Chaos Factor now at 6 as we move on to scene 2. Alright, so we're moving to scene 2. So I'll roll d D100 to see what happens in the scene. And um, this scene is going to be NPC negative. Uh oh. So just to set up the scene, we've uh, moved to this base. So it's an old corner shop kind of area. And as we enter, it's abandoned. Uh, the guy in front of me, one of the Red Hood members, unlocks the door with the key, enters abandoned shop. However, there's a door that moves into this like bigger room where there's guns and cash and Red Hood's masks lying around and a wooden table in the middle. Uh, so yeah, we help load in the money, um, and once that's finally done, one of the guys 
just gets in the pickup uh, truck thing, gets into the truck and drives off to wherever they keep the truck, I guess, as the rest of us goes inside. So NPC negative, and that's caused by... That is caused... Hmm. Big edge, roll the dice. Uh. Okay, so what I'm gonna interpret this. Um so there's so there's technically five of us all together, because I knocked out two, took the place of one of them. Survivors. One of them goes to the to the uh, van to take it off, so that means there's four of us left sitting around this wooden table. Including Bruce Wayne, who's currently got the hood on and has not talked. Now, one of the Red Hood members pulls out his a revolver from his side and points it. Does he point it at Bruce? Because he's not targeting Bruce, but he points it at one. I'll say he has like two revolvers, so he can point it at multiple people. One at Bruce and one at one of the other gang members. Uh, one of the gang members goes like, Whoa, Carl, what, what are you doing? And Carl, who's the one pointing the guns at them, goes, Falcone said hi, but as you can probably guess, this is now his, in his possession. I'll be taking this off your hands. Says the, the guy, Amy. Craig, this, this is, this is stupid. We outnumber you, there's three of us, there's only one of you, what are you going to do? What is he going to do? Is he going to shoot him? I'm going to say that he's, that could be seen as him egging on Craig. So I'm going to say that it's likely that he'll get shot. <laughs> so this is, uh, I'm going to say somewhat likely, and this is Chaos, Ra Chaos Factor 6 now. 25. Yeah, so he does shoot him. Um, so there's a gunshot as he shoots this guy to the ground and now he can move his two revolvers onto Bruce and the last other Red Hood member okay um, as Bruce Wayne I'm probably thinking like oh crap this is this is what have I got myself caught up in this isn't the Red Hood Gang. Well, it is the Red Hood Gang, but this isn't the whole of the Red Hood Gang. This must be a branch of it. Because there can't just be six people in total. Um, so, letting this guy kill the brass wouldn't wipe out the Red Hood Gang. I want to stay infiltrated in the Red Hood Gang as long as possible. Should I talk him down? I think that's probably likely. This is like a round wooden table I'm picturing. We're all on like equal sides around it. Uh, the Craig's like pointing these two guns at us and we've got our hands up. Hmm. Now how, how would I talk him down? Money, I guess. So Bruce says, Craig, don't be foolish. There's enough money here to go around. 
We give half of it to Falcone, and us three split the rest. That that's not a great argument, but I don't really know what to say. I'm going to say that's going to be heroic, so I need to get over 30. So what's my charisma? Well, my uh, my presence. My persuasion is plus 12. So I'm going to roll a d20, and I got a 3. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So he he's not buying it. Does he shoot me? <laughs> um... I'm going to say it's 50-50 if he shoots me. So I don't want to roll below 65. And I roll 37. Brilliant, he shoots me. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, he, he shoots me with a light pistol. Um, so that's going to be plus one to his attack roll. And he rolls a 19. So he gets a 20. Can Bruce dodge a bullet at close range? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Parry dodge, sorry, 14. No, he can't. <laughs> oh, Bruce has just been shot. Toughness. Let's see if Bruce can take it in his stride. 10. No. So, Bruce has lost 1 HP, and he only has 3 of them, so he doesn't want to lose any more. Um, so he's injured, he's been shot, let's say, in the right, like, it's graced his right arm. Um, however, he, he didn't seem to notice it. He's not going to carry on trying to talk him down, I don't think that's a good idea at this point. So he's just going to throw his fists. So he's going to try and um, uh, uh, hit him with a cross. So let's roll his attack roll, so that's unarmed 20 plus 5, 25 uh, against the thugs. Defense class, what is 1? Uh, 11 technically because it's plus 10. Oh no, it'll be parry, so 12. So it's a hit in a way. Does he absorb the hit? So that's needs to go. He does! So Bruce Bruce leans over to him, uh, crosses him, hits him around the face. Um, this, um, this kind of um, bruises the thug, obviously, but he, he's not unconscious yet. As um, he goes to. Uh, hit Bruce with the bottom of his pistol, his revolver. He's got two of them. Or is he? He would just shoot Bruce, wouldn't he? If you've got a gun, you wouldn't hit. You would shoot Bruce. So let's roll his attack. So that's plus one again to his thing, and that's three. He rolls a three. Well, he rolls a two plus one three. So this time Bruce is ready for it. So he's punched him. He's moved back. He knows he's about to get shot. So he he rolls out the way and manages to actually dodge the bullet. Um, now obviously a revolver is not a semi-automatic rifle, um, a semi-automatic weapon, so it takes a second, and in that second before the next shot, Bruce goes for the uppercut. And that's a 7, 27. Um, so it's a hit, and that's it, he's unconscious. Whew. Okay, that was actually getting pretty tense then for a second. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, after dodging the bullet, Bruce hits this guy with an uppercut, completely knocking him out as Bruce um, grabs the two revolvers and within this time, that's a few seconds, he manages to um, break them down, you know, like um, take them apart. So, 
the guy he say oh I know what to do here for narrative wise alright so the guy the other guy's like Jesus that was that was quick that was that was good where do you see it from again and Bruce takes off his mask and he still has the disguise when he was disguising as the civilian at the bank so he's got this like um, blonde really expensive wig that looks very realistic um, he's got uh, different coloured eye contacts to make his eyes look brown instead of blue and he's got a, a huge signify, signified a, a feature on his um, on his face he has a small scar uh, on his cheek that can uh, distract people from his facial features so they don't identify him as he is a master of infiltration um, so as we discovered before with the extreme no this guy's not going to recognize him now I need to come up with a name what should my name be I'm gonna say hmm Simon yeah Simon Doors so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, that's the name I'm gonna come up with. As in Rachel Dawes. Hope she did. She didn't appear in the campaign because that's gonna be awkward otherwise. But yeah, um, let me write that down in my notes so I don't forget what I'm going having my name as as I infiltrate. So uh, let's let's just put bad guy name Simon. Alright, so um, Bruce like, looks over to him and goes, after taking the mask off, my name's Simon Dawes. I joined the gang just before we hit the bank. I don't believe we've become acquainted. Uh, the other guy takes off his mask and says, the, the name's, I've wrote it down somewhere, where is it? The name's Melvin White. I've been in the gang for a while, been working my way up. I could put in a good thing for you. I can uh, praise you a bit to the big man. Uh, you seem like a, a decent guy and you saved my ass back there, so uh, I'm in your debt. Uh, Bruce responds with, I saved my ass. I've been looking out for myself. Though it would be good to have someone watching my back as we hit the streets hit the streets I don't know what to say but I said that well you don't have to worry uh, Mr. Dawes you wash my back I wash your back I would say this is the blossoming of a good friendship I agree says Bruce um, the so um, the door opens up and the other Red Hood member who drove the truck has arrived again after dropping it off wherever it was. He's like, What happened here? Why, why is there two dead bodies? One dead body, Bruce says, as Simon Dawes. The, this unconscious one was working for Falcone. He tried to double cross us. He shot whoever that guy is. Craig was working for Falcone, the guy says. Yes, 
me and Melvin managed to knock him out before he could kill us. What means we get to keep the rest. No, no, that's not good, says the truck driver. No, this means that Falcone is on our case. We're on Falcone's radar. We'll have to pay him some money to get on his good books. Or else it will be swallowed up in Gotham in minutes. As uh, all together they look at the money. And that's where this scene's going to end after that. So um, Bruce has infiltrated this gang, the Red Hood gang. And uh, yeah, there's... So we've introduced a new character in that scene. Um, Melvin White. Um, so he's going to play a big factor. We've got a plus relationship with him. So far, the characters that I've got on my character sheet are Alfred Pennyworth, who is plus because he's uh, Batman's butler. So he'll play a part in it eventually. Hopefully in this episode we'll meet him. And Melvin White, who is one of the gang members um, of the Red Hood gang that we've met. Um, so that scene was very interesting. Um, so I'm going to put the chaos factor back down to five because I feel like we weren't really in control of that scene as we got shot um, and injured. And I'm going to put. So yeah, we move on to scene three now. So let's roll the D100 and see what this scene has in store for us. Uh, So move away from Fred. Fred. So that means we have to move away from the storyline that we're currently following. And another one. So this campaign, I have three goals so far. Stop the Red Hood gang. Become the Batman. And become friends with Gordon. So let's... Uh, let's see um, what it says. So stop... Darren had to interpret that. But um, we're moving away from the thread, so let's see what thread we should zone in on instead. So I'm going to roll a dice. Let's see. Become the Batman. Alright, so we need to construct a scene. So Bruce is stepping away from stopping the Red Hood gang. Let's just say, like, because it was like. It's the next day sort of thing, or like it's night, or whatever. After that whole event in the with the Red Hood gang, he's going to go back to Wayne Manor. I know how we can play this out. We can. This scene can be, from what I can tell, can be identical to that what's actually in Batman Year One, where Bruce gains the inspiration to become Batman. Um, so, what we should do. Yeah, so we'll say like when he got shot in the arm, it wasn't a graze, it was like a full on like in the shoulder. It's quite injured, he's bleeding quite heavily now. As he's um Yeah, as he's how do he get back to the manor? Because he needs to go back to the manor, because Alfred can heal his wound. Hmm. I guess he calls a cab. <laughs> uh so yeah, he calls a cab. And he'll get in, the cab driver will be like, are, are you bleeding? And Bruce will be like, just drive. Um, so yeah, as he uh, enters the manor, he's dripping blood as he uh, waddles along singing a song. As he enters the manor, 
It's a bit run down William Manor because no one's really lived in it for years and years and years. But um, he goes to the to this room where there's a chair that he sits on, and it's facing a bust of his father, a stone statue bust. Um. So, yeah. I'm gonna roll a d10 to see if anything interrupts the scene, actually. So we're currently at 5, and it does. So we're on factor 5. How does that play out? So the scene alters a tiny bit. So we've got this traditional scene that's about to play out where Bruce has a talk with his father about the symbol he wants to become. Hmm. Let's roll um, the event meaning action thing to see if that can help us. So I've rolled a 70, so that's extravagant 13 extravagant war No, don't really know how to do that. I'm gonna roll again. 16. Inquire. This looks better. Inquire. 14. Inquire. Peace. Inquire. Peace. Maybe he's doubting himself. Maybe it's not as in bring peace to Gotham. Maybe it's like inner peace kind of thing. Inquire peace. Yeah, yeah, I, so that's how I'm going to interpret that. So he's sitting at his, at his thing. And um, he's sitting on this chair, bleeding from his arm, as he looks upon his father's bust. And he goes, I have tried, father. I have tried, and I have waited. But I have to know, Father. How? How do I go on? They are not afraid of me. Every small win I gain, something else devastating happens. It's a war I cannot win. I'm afraid I was in no position to make that promise on your grave. Eighteen years ago. Eighteen years I've waited. Eighteen years since all sense left my life. If I ring this bell, Alfred will come. Another of your gifts, as he gestures towards the... He has like this tiny bell next to him that he rings for his butler. Another one of your gifts, father. But I'd rather die than carry on with this tiresome war. A war that cannot be won. Tell me, Father. How should I go on? As uh, Bruce is talking to this bus, doubting himself, wanting to get rid of this responsibility, a bat 
flies through the window, breaking the glass, and lands, perching itself on top of the bust of his father. Bruce is taken back as kind of fear with bad experiences from bats with his past in his past. He's kind of a bit taken back and creeped out as he looks and he notices the fear swelling within himself as he goes yes father I know what I should do I know my purpose I'm sorry for doubting the mission it won't happen again that Bruce leans over to reach the bell and he gives it a ring, notifying Alfred to come immediately. Alfred uh, arrives in the room. He, he knows exactly where Bruce is, but he can just follow the splashes of blood on the carpet floor. She goes, Good heavens, sir. That's my Alfred impression. You're going to have to put up with that one. <laughs> Good heavens, sir. What happened to you? Uh, turned out. One of the gang members. Worth for Falcone, Bruce says. Ah, well, it looks like you weren't the only imposter among the criminals. No, I guess not, Alfred, Bruce says. As um, Alfred pulls out his, um, he just has it on him, I guess, but uh, pulls out a med kit, med kit where he's going to try and stitch together Batman's gun wound. I guess first he's got to take the bullet out. But yeah, so. Uh, Alfred has a treatment of plus eight. So now I've got to decide how difficult it will be for Batman to treat this injury. It's in his shoulder. I'm going to say tough. So he'll have to roll above a 15 with a plus eight modifier. So let's see how he does. And I roll, I roll a one. Of course I do. Uh, so that's nine. So yeah, no, he doesn't. Um, we will say he manages to get the bullet out. Um, he stops the bleeding, but um, he he manages to patch the wound, but he's not fully healed. It will make sense, I guess. So Batman doesn't gain any hit, uh, hit points. He's still on two hit points. And, uh, I think we're going to conclude scene three. So now we're on to scene four. I'm going to nothing really unexpected happened there, so I'm going to put the chaos factor back up to six. Give us, um, give us scene four. No new characters introduced. Nothing like that. So yeah, let's continue. So at this stage in the normal one is where like the big conflict happens. So I want to introduce something. I've been thinking about it, and I think what I'm going to do is that Bruce later in the day, maybe the next day near in the afternoon where it's like gone black outside the sun's gone down and uh, there's a breaking news report as there seems to be a firefight a gunfight between two rival gangs in um, in the da -da -da -da, what's it called diamond district so this is would it be east end i guess east end makes more sense so on the news, Bruce sees that there's this breaking news. Two rival mob factions are fighting each other. Bruce recognises one of them, or both of them, because um, it's the Falcones. Falcones' men are hitting 
the base of operations where the Red Hood gang were. So it seems like Bruce knocked this guy out. Falcone's not heard back from this guy in like 24 hours, so he sent a, a group of enforcers to level the place. He wants this money. He's heard about this big hit at Gotham's biggest bank, and he wants the money. He thinks it's easier to let the Red Hood gang do the work and steal it from the Red Hood gang. Um, so Bruce now has two options. He can either go in and help as a member of the Red Hood gang, as Simon um, Dawes, or he can go in as a vigilante. So Bruce in this has gear. So he has his uh, ninja tunic, his uh, League of Assassins, League of Shadows tunic that he used to wear. So it's like a black clothes, like a black hood with a black mask kind of thing to hide his face. He also has ninja stars that are like batarangs, pre-batarangs. He has a, the grappling rope, he has smoke pellets, he has all the stuff that he probably would have as Batman. In pockets and stuff on his tunic. So he, he can basically be Batman just without the Batman. It's just Ninja Bruce Wayne. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight Falcone's men as this. Because I don't want to come in and save the day as this like member of the Red Hood gang. Because I've already done too much to help them. And if I'm always pulling off these like great things for them, then... That would be great for them, but it will make. I want to look as normal as possible. I want to just look like a normal thing. I don't want the gang to become reliant on me either, as Bruce Wayne. So I think I'm gonna. I am gonna get involved in this fight because <laughs> it would be. It would be a really bad uh, thing for you guys if I've like mentioned all this. And I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna bother. I'm gonna sleep in tonight. So um, yeah, let's um, let's gear up. So, um, I have it in a chest in the master bedroom, is where Bruce keeps his gear from his League of Assassins days, as he equips himself with it. Uh, he gets in his black sports car and drives off to Gotham's East End. Uh, he arrives in an alleyway, he um, grab pulls out his grappling rope, so it's like a long bit of rope with a grapple hook at the end of it. He swings it around like a lasso and hooks it onto the roof and climbs it sideways. So he's now on top of the roof, he now has like a, a top view of what's going down. So this is where things can change. So from what I've described, so far we've got the Red Hood gang in their base of operation shooting at the invading Falcone gang members who are using their cars as cover and are fighting. So I have a few questions for the GM and the AI because obviously a lot can be happening here. We need to figure out if the police are involved, how many guys there are, who's winning the firefight, if they've not already won. Um, that would be a bit awkward if the Bull Falcone's men are already dead and I don't really want to beat up the Red Hood gang members because I've infiltrated their gang and that could be useful. So let's see what's happening. Um, so. Let's see if the scene goes as it is, or if anything interrupts it. So let's roll a d10 and find out. Four. Okay, something does happen, and that's not good. So that's even, so that means... Da, da, da. There's an interrupt scene. 
Oh no! <laughs> so something happens to interrupt. So this scene isn't going to play out like I just described. So what means there's probably another factor involved. Well, it's not good. So let's see what it is. So what type of event takes place? So we've got 13. An NPC action. So one of the characters that are involved in this firefight are going to do something. What is it? Um, it is... 89, so that's attract. Okay, so an NPC is going to attract 54 to investment. Okay, I, I can see this. So I think what's happened is that news of this the money that this gang has stolen. So the Red Hood gang have got made huge profit from this bank. I think the news of that heist has reached other gangs, um, so attracting investment, as they can also do what Falcone's doing and just rob it from the Red Hood gang. So what I think's happening is I think the Maronis are here. Maroni's men have also turned up. I'm gonna roll to see. So I think that's uh, a near sure thing. Because I think if Falcone is involved as well, Moroni will want to be involved. So a near sure thing, we're at Chaos thing, so it would have to be a very weird roll on the dice for this not to happen. Yeah, so Moroni's men are here. Now, I'm going to give it 50-50. Do you think... So, police for... The police... There's a... L Lieutenant... Lieutenant... Because I'm English, but... Lieutenant... Um, what's his face? Lieutenant... Howard Brandon, who's in charge of the SWAT team in GCPD precinct, and he's as corrupt as they come. Do you think that he's heard about this and he's organised his SWAT force to invade? I think I'm going to give that a 50-50 chance with a, fear, uh, with a chaos factor 6. 69. Uh, no, he's not, but only just. So the police are not involved. Uh, are there any other gangs? There's Black Masks. No, Black Mask isn't around yet. It's just them two of the major gangs. I'm going to put no way that there's any other gang, but I'm still going to ask. Are there any other gangs uh, trying to get the profit? 30. Yeah, no, there isn't. So it's just Falcone and Moronis. Now, Falcone and Moroni will be fighting each other as well. Alright. I'm going to say it's unlikely at this point, but is any of the gang winning? Or is it quite even? Or I'll go 50 50. Um, yes. So one of the gang is winning. Who is it? Out of the three. So one is um, Red Hood Gang, two Falcone, three Moroni, and I rolled a three, so that's Moroni seem to be winning. Okay, so I'm looking from the rooftop at this firefight. I was expecting Falcone fighting Red Hood, but Moroni's men have seemed to moved in. How am I going to take all these guys out? I think what I'm going to do, if Moroni's men are winning, I'm going to take them out first. There can't be any more than 10. So, how many are there? There's six of Moroni's men. So I'm going to 
I think what I'm going to do. I can't really stealth this because there's already a firefight going on. So I'm going to throw down a smoke at Moroni's men. So I'm going to throw a smoke grenade. So yeah, and then I'm going to take down Moroni's men in this the smoke as many as I can anyway. Let me look at what gadgets I've got. Is there anything that'll be more useful? Tear gas pellets, rage can effect. There's sleep glass. That could be useful. Would I be able to throw the sleep gas at, into the the base of operations, the Redwood Gang's base, to put them to sleep? Because there's only about four of them, including, and I don't want to, I don't want to cause too much damage to them. Yeah, I'm going to throw a sleep gas pellet. Oh no, so I'll do the tear gas. I'm going to throw tear gas at Maroni's men. I'm then going to drop in. Then I'm going to quickly throw a sleep gas pellet into the base of operations. Hopefully not they will fall unconscious, all of them, while I'm beating up Maroni's men. And then I can just focus on Falcones, in which I could probably pop a smoke, throw a smoke over there, and do the same strategy. All right, that's the plan, boys. Let's see, <laughs> let's see if that plays out. So Bruce, so I'm going to throw the tear gas. Um, so let me go back to the villains character sheet. Let's see how that works. All right. Let's see. Right, I'm gonna put these as I'm gonna put these as criminals instead of thugs. They're a bit more advanced than that. Um, so I need to roll within their fortitude if I'm gonna use the tear gas on them. Um, and their fortitude is two. So. 12 technically, the fortitude is 12. Hmm. Good luck, Batman. Well, not Batman yet. Right. So they need to roll within their fortitude. So they need to roll a. a 2 or below, and they roll a 17. So yeah. They're all blind. I'm then going to latch my grappling line to the top of the rooftop and abseil down the side of the roof, run into the the tear gas smoke. I'm wearing my rebreather, what gives me immunity to suffocation and uh, lethal gases and stuff. It's limited, so um, I can't use it on anything else now, um, but I've used it in the tear gas. I don't even know if that would help. I don't think the breathers really help in tear gas because like your eyes and stuff into. Oh well, I don't make sure means suffocation. Yeah, there's no point having it yet. But it won't affect me the tear gas. So, in the confusion as well, I'm going to throw the uh, 
So get tear gas off, so I've used that. I'm gonna throw the sleep gas pellet into the room and that's gonna, they're gonna to have to do fortitude as well and they're thugs. So they're gonna to have to roll a four or under and they roll a nine. So they're all knocked out as well, so they're slowly falling asleep. So all the Red Hood gang members, I've thrown in a sleep gas pellet, it's emitting the sleeping gas and it's making them all fall unconscious. So the Red Hood gang are dealt with, there's only four of them. Maybe some of them died as well in the firefight before I got there. They're all out. So it's just Moroni and Falconius men I need to worry about. And, um, yeah, so I've had the drop of them. They're in tear gas as well. So I'm going to unarm. Uh, I'm just going to sucker punch one of them. So let me get, I'm going to do it. So there's six of them. So I'm going to write that down here. HP 6, because thugs only have one HP each. Uh, toughness is um, 1, so that should be fine. And that's it, let's go. Marini boys. So yes, I'm going to roll plus my unarmed, so I'm going to sucker punch so I can punch one of them, and it's a crit. Hey, another crit! I got a crit at the first, and I got another. So I knocked one of them straight out. So with the sucker punch, one punch, and he's out. There's five left. Still got some time for the smoke clears. Um. So, uh, one of them is going to throw a wild, what a wild punch. They're just kind of like they know someone's here. There's going to be punching at the air, and that's 12. So that is unarmed. So plus one, so that's 13 against my parry ability. My parry is 14, so I easily like dodge out of the way. I'm then going to uh, use my leg to sweep under theirs and floor another one of the gang members. That's 19. That was nearly another crit. So 19 plus 20, 39. Yep, that's good. Let's see if he toughens it. So he needs to get a one. He doesn't. So yeah, I floor one of the others, so I use my right leg to sweep under him. I'm kind of avoiding using my right arm too much because I've still got that bullet wound that's hurting me quite a bit. But I've swept my leg under, flooring this guy, there's four more, I'll probably take one more out before the smoke clears. Um, so they're going to throw another wild punch with a minus five penalty, so that's eight, minus five, that's three, plus one, four, yeah, easily parry that. All right. This time I'm gonna kind of kick him square in this chest. Um, and I roll an eight plus 20, 28. Uh, and their parry is three, so that's 13, yeah. So they've got a roll of one to try and toughen it and they roll a three, so it's fine. That's another one down, so there's only three left. I've been batching through. But however, the smoke clears now. There's one of Moroni's boys um, pull out a pistol and start firing at me. So that's um, that's five plus pistol two. So that's seven against my parry. What's thirteen? I think if I'm is my dodge. Sorry, fourteen. So yeah, I dodge out of the way. So his eyes are still like burning from the tear gas, and he kind of like through squinting eyes, you can kind of see me in his sights. And he starts firing, kind of, kind of point blank, kind of just wild firing. No, no real aim. So Bruce easily dodges that. He's then gonna throw one of his um, 
ninja stars at the Maroni guy uh, at his hand. 10 plus uh, 14. Um, so that's 24 against his dodge 3. Yeah, 13. That's fine. Roll within toughness. Let's see if the bad guy can um, still stand. He can't. He drops to the ground. So Bat uh, Batman throws a battery. Bruce throws one of his ninja stars as it impales the gunner's hand. Uh, he cries in pain as he falls to the ground, fainting. Um, there's two left. Um, one from behind Bruce pulls out a knife and tries to like shank Bruce in the back. Let's see if Bruce is aware of this sneak attack. So the guy tries to snank him, that's snank him, <laughs> shank him, that's five plus one, six. Yes, Bruce easily dodges out of the way of that and he's gonna hit him with an uppercut. 14 plus 20, 24. No, 14 plus 20 is 24, it's 34. And that knocks the guy out. Awesome. One more. It's the last guy's like holding his gun. His eyes kind of recovering, but his hands are shaking as he fires point blank at Bruce. Um, and that's a two plus two, four, easy dodge. And then with the last one, Bruce is gonna throw another ninja star, but at his right shoulder. And that's a six plus 14, I think it was. What's um, six plus 14, why is that so difficult for me? It's um, 20. Why did that take me so long? Jesus. Um, so that goes over. So he's throwing this ninja star. The bad guy can't dodge out of the way. Um, it's coming too fast. And it impales him in his right shoulder as he drops to the ground unconscious. So, so far we're doing well. We've knocked out all of Maroon's boys. We've rendered them unconscious. We've rendered the, uh, the Red Hood gang unconscious. Oh, crap. Maybe we shouldn't have done that because they're unconscious and now the police are going to come and arrest them but they're our way in unless we break them out of jail that might be a thing we'll have to do you know if they get caught by GCPD we might as uh, Simon uh, Dawes we might have to break them out of a uh, GCPD lockup we'll see how that plays out but yeah so I'm, I'm going to get behind cover of the cars that the Maroni's boys are using. Just Falcone's boys left. And Falcone's men, there's nine of them. Holy crap, okay. Falcone's men, nine of them, and their toughness is at one. Okay. How do I do this? Alright, think Bruce, think. Um, I still have smoke left, so I can just throw that over. Um, I also have a flash bomb that could be useful. I have a bowler. <laughs> I don't have a bowler. I have a bowler that I can throw. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm going to do that. Actually. I'm going to throw that. So first, I'm going to throw a, a flash bomb. That's resisted by fortune, so I've thrown that in the middle of them. So from behind cover, I've thrown this flash grenade towards them. It's set off, let's see if it impairs their vision. Fortitude, so they have to roll within their fortitude. 
and they have really bad force shield. I think they have two. Yep, so they need to get a two or under on a d20, and they roll a 14. So yeah, they're blinded from this flash grenade, all nine of them. Um, at this point, back, uh, I'm running towards them and throwing a ninja star. So that's 11 plus 14, so that's uh, 25. Um, and that beats the thing, so they need to roll a 1, which they do not. So straight away, I'm running towards them after throwing a uh, flash grenade. I throw a ninja star. Uh, impaling one of them in the stomach as he keels over unconscious. They don't die, remember? Batman's not a killer. Um, and yeah. Um, vision impaired. Let me just double check the rules and see what that does. It's uh, unaware. Yeah, so opponents can't see. So I have two more turns of that. So. Let's try and take him out. So now I'm close, I've ran up. I'm then gonna uh, dislocate one of their knees by kicking it, one of the gang members. So that's plus 20 unarmed. Uh, 3, 23. And. Awesome. So yeah, I dislocate his knee, breaking it. I break it. Yeah, don't dislocate it. I break it with such force. Um, so taking out another one as he falls to the ground unconscious. There's seven more. And I have one more move to make before the, they can see again as I'm going to roundhouse kick one of them in the head. So that's unarmed again. 20, 24. And that's one. So they roll within their toughness. Oh crap. So toughness is now zero, but... Yeah, so I roundhouse kick him in the face. It hits. But he kind of picks himself. This is a bigger, like, enforcer of Falcone's men. He's, like, quite muscular. And he seems to have tanked the damage a bit. Um, in response, he pulls out a knife and tries to stab me with it. So that's three plus one. So that's four. Um, that's a really bad roll. And um, I managed to dodge out of the way. I'm then going uh, to kick his leg. So he's now kneeling, and then I'm going to use that to jump onto his leg and knee him in the face. So I'm going to roll. 6 plus 20, 26. Boom, he's down. 6 left. Uh, one of them shoots his pistol at me, so that's plus 2 to his 15. Oh no! That's 17. That hits me, doesn't it? Dodge, yeah, 14. Oh, now I've been shot. Again. <laughs> Let's see if I attack that. Seven. Oh, thank God. So, um, it just manages to graze me uh, across my left leg. So it's not really, it's cut me slightly, but it's not done much damage. What means my toughness now at... What is my toughness now at? What was their... Their um, offence... Pistol, three damage. Was well, not a lot actually, so I'm now on five toughness. So it didn't do too much damage. What's weird? Cause it's a gun, but still, I'm more fast. I'm faster than a speeding bullet. Clark will be happy with that. So um, yeah, my turn. Um, I'm pretty annoyed at that. So I'm gonna grab 
a ninja star from one of my uh, pockets, run at him and stab it into his shoulder. So I'm going to use that as unarmed because it's not really using my range attack, I'm just using that to stab into him because I'm, I'm pissed that he shot at me and managed to actually hurt me slightly. Um, so that's unarmed 50, 25, yeah, so that renders him unconscious if I, as I dig this sharp blade of the ninja star into his shoulder. This panics one of the other uh, men as he begins to fire at me. I may have bit off more than I can two hit. Oh, maybe not three. That's five. I usually dodge out of the way. I'm then going to use my bowler and throw it at him. So that means that the enemy is going to have to roll because he's going to have to roll. Oh no, resisted by dodge. So I roll. Um, they need to get. I roll 11. Thing. They'll have to roll within that dodge, I presume. What is three? And they don't. So he's like immobile and stuff. Um. So yeah, that's cool. He's out of it. So there's four left. Um. As he's immobile, there another one uh, runs up to me and tries to punch. Bruce, he gets a 1, so that's an easy dodge. Bruce returns the favour by countering with a punch to the jaw. That's 26, that's him out. 3 left. Uh, another one fires a pistol at him. Um, that's 10. So that's 11, uh, 12. That's a, just a dodge. Bruce just manages to duck out of the way of this gunfire as he then picks himself up and hits him with an uppercut for 28, knocking him out. Alright, we're cooking through two more, and um, for this one I'm going to throw a smoke grenade down, and then I'm going to roll my stealth to see if I've gone invisible. So I'm going to try and hide from the last two and try and freak them out. So 17 plus my stealth, what is 20, so that's 37, and they need to roll their perception, so that's 37, 10, um, so 37, and my perception awareness is 0. So, yeah, I'm easily invisible. And while the smoke, I'm going to uh, silently take down one of them, so put him in a choke hold and choke him out quietly. Let's see if I do that, so I just need to get past his defense to it, and I do. Do I retain my stealth? I do. So I'm still invisible, but then with the last guy, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to um, render him unconscious by sneaking up behind him and putting him in a choke. Just choking him out. And that's 29. So yes, that's it. All the people are defeated. I stopped this. Um, are the GCPD here yet? Have they pulled in? I think that's a reasonable question. Seen as um, <laughs> seen as this whole firefights happens, so let's ask. I'm going to say that on the GM emulator, that's near very likely, and they are here. Okay, is it? Is it? Who is it? Is it someone? Is it a character that's like? Is it either Gordon or is it Brandon? 
because they're like the two main figures on the GCPD at the minute. So we've got Detective Gordon and Lieutenant Brandon, Lieutenant Brandon. So I'm going to say it's very likely, no I'm going to say likely, no very likely, and it is. Alright, let's roll, so one, two, three, it's Gordon, four, five, six, it's Brandon, it's Brandon! So we're introduced to Brandon now. So as Batman takes out the thing uh, and the smoke begins to clear, Batman notices they're surrounded by SWAT GCPD officers. Uh, on a megaphone, uh, a Lieutenant Brandon shouts at him going, hmm, what would he say? You are surrounded. Drop your weapons and surrender peacefully. Do not resist. If you give us any reason, we'll shoot you down. You'll just be digging your own grave. Put your hands in the air where we can see him. Um, Bruce is like looking around him. He doesn't put his hands in the air yet. He's trying to think of a way he can get out of this. There's no way he can tackle GCPD swap thing. And he wants to be in good relationships. A good. He wants to build a good relationship with GCPD, or at least the, the good cops within it. So how am I going to get out of this? I made the mistake of using literally all my gadgets in that fight, which I kind of had to, to be fair, to an extent. By a glitch and nothing. I have. I have Barak, well I don't have Barak, so I have Ninja Stars, I have Explo an Exploding Ninja Star, and I have a Cutting Torch. What can help me break a few things? Mini Tracers, Crackle Rope, Rebreather, Flashlight, nothing helps. Oh gosh. Really? My first time and I'm already cornered by QCPD? I've been sloppy. I let things get out of control. Bruce thinks to himself. And he has. How does Bruce get out of this one? We shall find out in the next episode. Yeah, I'm going to end it there. That's going to be our cliffhanger. Bruce is surrounded by GCPD, uh, Brandon's squad. How is he going to get out of this one? All his gadgets are gone. And yeah, join me next time as we talk, as we do the next episode. So um, we've got another Forgotten Fate. We're finishing the Forgotten Fate campaign, so please tune in for that. That's a campaign with my co-host where we go through the adventures of Dr. Fate and John Constantine. Like I said before, we've got uh, lore episodes coming up about the universe that this, this episode is set in. Um, and we've got... Uh, a rules video coming out which explains the mechanics of this game and how it works just if you want to get to know it or if you want to play it yourself. So thanks for joining us today. Um, this has been me, Kian Booth, hosting Power Comics, the podcast, and I'll catch you guys next time. Cheerio.